time to thrive. Welcome to the Thrivology Podcast with Dr. Lee Bauckham. Join us as we explore ways that you can thrive in your life, regardless of what life throws at you. It's your life. Time to live it. Hey, this is Lee Balkum, and this is the Thrivology Podcast, the podcast designed to help you thrive no matter what life throws your way. We talk a good bit here about how we move into the world in ways that bring us deeper meaning, deeper purpose, find deeper fulfillment in our lives, which is something we all want. Sometimes we think it's about finding happiness, but happiness is a side effect. Whenever we chase after happiness, we usually find that it's fleeting and it's based on something out there. Remember that happy and happen share a root. And that root is that, that, that external event, right? Something that happens to you is what makes you happy. So for the next few weeks, a couple of weeks, several weeks, I want to talk about some ways that we humans tend to get in our own way, the self-defeating ways that we keep ourselves from that fulfilling life, the self-fulfilling ways that we get in our own roadblocks, the places that are painful and hurtful. This week, I'll be talking about how we build self-confidence. Then we'll return to the self next week as we talk about how we uh, build self-esteem, which is a little bit different than maybe how our culture seems to have created that concept. And then finally, we'll talk about how we forgive ourselves, the self-forgiveness. So self-confidence, self-esteem, self-forgiveness tend to create three areas that we all might find some places to grow into, some ways that we might need to move forward. And I want you to kind of think about how you might have already conceptualized those questions, because sometimes even how we pose the question is partly why we can't get to the right answer. That's certainly true this week as we talk about self-confidence. Maybe you grew up where you know the, everybody was trying to tear down your self-confidence to make you feel like you weren't competent. Or maybe you lived somewhere where it seemed like everybody was trying to build up your self-confidence and, and it never quite sunk in. Wherever you are, most of us struggle with places of self-confidence along the way. And I've come to believe that the reason we struggle with it so much is because we're aiming the wrong way. We're headed in the wrong direction And so we get in our own way. I know many times in my past, I've waited for something, uh, you know, to have the confidence to take action. And I remember how many times uh, in my younger years, I didn't do things because I just didn't feel confident enough to take action. What I've realized is that I was looking at that that schema, that, that frame from the wrong place. I was waiting for confidence to be there before I moved forward. And I know this is not just me. The reason is because I've heard it from client after client. I've had people tell me, you know, after we agreed that they would take some action, that they didn't do it because they just didn't feel confident in themselves. They didn't go for that big job that they were interested in because they didn't quite feel confident in themselves. They didn't start the business because they didn't quite feel confident in themselves. They didn't go strike up a conversation with that important person, whatever that is, a famous person or maybe a potential mate along the way because they just didn't feel confident. Or they passed on giving a speech or they passed on a project or they passed on a promotion or or they passed on even trying out some new activity, some new hobby because they didn't feel confident. 
And I've come to believe that the people who step into those areas with confidence before they've done anything, it's really false confidence. Imagine you're lying there on the gurney getting ready for surgery and the doctor comes in and you say, hey, have you ever done this before? And they say, oh, no, no, I've never done it before, but I feel confident in it. That's not where I want to be. (laughs) I want to be with the person who's taken another course. So let's talk about a triangle of confidence because that triangle doesn't start with confidence. It ends with confidence. The first piece of that triangle is courage. The second piece, the the second point on that triangle is competence. And the final one is confidence. So let's create that as a three-step circle. And here's the thing about that circle. Once it starts moving, it begins to gain speed and momentum along the way. So let's go through those pieces again. Courage. Confidence competence, courage, confidence, competence. And when we go the wrong way, we start waiting for confidence to come along that will give us enough courage to do something that maybe along the way we'll build some competence. But that starts with the wrong place. We need to start with another piece, courage. And let's talk about why that's the case. We always want confidence before we act because we want to feel assuredness. We want to know that we're going to be able to get to that end, but it just builds in the wrong direction. And so when we start with confidence, we're starting with a willingness to try in spite of the fear. You see, confidence is always the follow-up. So when we're willing to try, not willing to succeed, but willing to try, that's the starting point. You don't have to know you're going to succeed. You don't have to know that you've already got this beat. You need to be willing to try. So let's deal with a a working definition of confidence. A working definition of confidence that I've seen is the assurance of success. You're confident you can do it. But if you haven't built the competence up, that is false confidence. That's the doctor saying, I've got this. I've never done it before, but I think I got this. Or maybe even if you step back a little bit further, maybe even before the doctor, you know, you're on the gurney and the medical student comes in and says, hey, I've never done surgery before, but I feel good about this. I think I got it. I've watched a couple of YouTube videos. I watched this guy do this surgery one time. So I think I've got this. What you need is for them to have already built the skills along the way to get there. And that's why this triangle is so important. Some time ago, when I was really wanting to kind of get that big interview, you know, I was hoping for the Today Show or Good Morning America or something, and someone reminded me that before you get to those big ones, you might want to to try the little ones. You know, if you're going to fail, it's much better to fail on some small TV station than to fail in national TV. And so we might want to just exercise a little bit in the smaller areas to get some competence along the way. Now, Let me just tell you, I didn't have the confidence that I could pull off an interview on the Today Show, but that was that was kind of my thing. Maybe I could just get that. I could get that, and and that would really turn things around. And then I was reminded about the pieces along the way, the places that we need to grow into if we're going to be able to take on those bigger things. So let's come up with an alternative definition of this confidence. What if you were to think of confidence as the belief that you can figure it out, 
that you can choose to continue through the mistakes to get to the end. Now think about what's changed in that process. First of all, confidence is no longer about I can do it. Because if we're waiting for that moment where we're confident that we can do it, but we haven't even gotten started, that's that false confidence. So I've come to realize that my background confidence, my kind of my base level of confidence is that I can and will figure things out. And if I can't figure it out on my own, I can and will find the people to help me, the knowledge to help me. One of the things I've noticed is that just the other day I was in a bookstore looking to see if they were carrying my book and and I was pleasantly surprised that The Immutable Laws of Living was right there on the shelf. In fact, multiple copies of it. And, And so as I was looking at that, I was also looking around at all those other books and I was realizing that this is an incredible age we live in, that You could walk in and for less than $20, walk out with a whole new capacity in your hands. You just, you have to read it to get there, but we can all build that in. We live in an age where we can feel confident about finding the help we need to keep moving forward. Whatever our crisis is, maybe, maybe it's not even that we have to solve it ourselves, but the confidence that we can solve most problems, the confidence that we can move forward in a definite way. So for me, that's a better working definition of self-confidence, the belief in myself that I can and will figure it out because I will keep moving forward. Okay, so the first thing we do is we redefine what self-confidence is to something that we can do. If you're looking for that moment when you absolutely believe that you can do this, that's often a false confidence. If you change that to the belief that you will figure it out, that you will keep pushing through, that you will master the mistakes along the way to get to that important place, now you put it into something that is absolutely in your control. I can keep trying. And so now we have a new definition. But let's step back a minute and remember that the starting point is never about the confidence. The starting point is encourage. Courage is that word that I love because it's about the willingness to take action even when you feel the fear. See, confidence is kind of a place where we've removed the fear. But courage is when we choose to take action even when the fear is nipping at our heels. So one of the things we have to be sure of is that we're not just waiting for courage, Courage doesn't come upon us. We choose courage. We don't suddenly get full of courage. We step into courageous action. We step into taking action even when we don't feel it. This is one of those pieces that I often work with in my coaching uh, with couples who are trying to save their relationship where somebody wants to save their relationship, but they don't, they're afraid to take action. And my response is, Fearing taking action is not about not taking action. It's just about fearing taking action. You can still choose to take action even when the fear is there. The same is true when I talk with people about they, they fear some big step. You know, stepping into that big job or stepping into uh, a new relationship or stepping into uh, some other challenge. And what I've realized is that a lot of times we're listening to the fear 
not recognizing that all that fear is doing is pointing to how important it is. In fact, the higher the fear, the more important it is. If I'm standing on my, my patio and you know I can jump off two steps, that's not very fearful. I don't have a lot of fear of just jumping off. If I go up about 10 feet, I feel a little bit of fear. If I go up about 20 feet, I'm going to feel a lot more fear because there's a lot more at risk. But what if I go up 10,000, 15,000 feet? I would feel a lot of fear even if there's a parachute on my back because now you know it becomes more and more important. So if I go into my boss's office and I ask for a 15 cents an hour raise, maybe that doesn't create a lot of fear. For most people, it still creates some fear because we're still having to do something that's challenging the status quo. But what if we walk in and say, I want to replace you as president. Put me on the track to do that. Suddenly the fear level might go way up because now we've put a challenge out in front of ourselves and with the people around us. Big difference. So part of this whole piece of courage is recognizing that the fear is simply alerting us to something that's important. It's simply letting us know that there's something in front of us that's important. Courage is something that doesn't arrive to us, that doesn't suddenly engulf us. Courage is choosing to step forward even when the fear is engulfing us. So let's go back to that triangle. Courage can mean taking any small step. In fact, what I've realized is that fear responds to action. And it also responds to inaction. The way it responds to inaction is by growing, by multiplying. The less action we take, the bigger fear becomes. It's an inverse reaction. But when we take any action, fear begins to diminish. That's the inverse effect. So if I take any action, fear begins to recede because I've taught fear a lesson that fear is not going to keep me from that. It's just going to be a part of it. So let's step a little bit further. If I take some small action, I might learn something. We don't know what we don't know until we step into that place. And so my first little step into it, my fear begins to go away. Not only that, but I've gained a little bit of competence. I understand a little bit more. Maybe along the way, you've been in some training program where you walked into the training program and you knew that you didn't know anything, but you didn't know how much you didn't know anything. And suddenly in that first class, you're overwhelmed with all the things you don't know. That's one of the things I like about beginning something fresh. Beginning of the year, I started jujitsu and walked into the class knowing very little, not quite zero, but very little about jujitsu and certainly about the method I was going into. Didn't know how the class ran, didn't know how the the class structure would be, didn't know what I didn't know. And then I began to be aware of the assumptions that I'd made that I was wrong about. I didn't know what I didn't know. So after a few sessions, I realized that there was a lot I didn't know. So now I knew what I didn't know, but I had a little bit more competence. I knew a little bit more about some basic pieces. So all it took was a little courage to go to that first class build a little bit of competence, and then I felt a little more confident about my next step. In fact, what I realized was that the the instructors kind of knew that. So for the first 15 minutes of the first class of a new person, they go through one simple move. It's a simple move that I wish I had known when I was younger with an older brother who would pin me down. 
but I didn't. So I learned this move and I kept saying, wow, that's pretty cool. You know, I learned this new technique. Now I have a little bit of confidence because I was a little bit more competent. And then the next week I would come back and work on a little bit more competence so that my confidence grew. So what we need to do in order to gain our feeling of self-confidence is not to wait to feel the confidence, but to begin to take action. And that action begins to build our competence. And that competence then gives us a true sense of confidence, which is that sense that you will continue to figure it out and take the next step. And every step takes a little courage because we continue to move forward. We continue to grow and change. So instead of us getting trapped in the place of waiting for confidence to come upon us, remember that the first step is courage to take action. Any action, it doesn't have to be big action. Any action to tell your fear that you're moving forward. That is what happens in the doctor training program. That doctor who's going to come in and take care of you has built competence along the way that leads up to a confidence that they know what to do. So when the surgeon comes in and says, I've done this before, I've got this, it's because they've built the competence along the way. That still requires them to have courage to keep taking action. Your task is to not be waiting for the confidence to come upon you, but choosing to take a courageous action. Take courage, which will lead to competence. And the competence is what will get you back to confidence. So now we've tackled the first of our issues, how to build your feeling of self-confidence without waiting for it to arrive on the scene. This is Lee Balkum wishing you a thriving life. listening to the Thrivology podcast. Thank you for listening. If you want more information, visit us at thrivology.com or at thrivologymagazine.com. Remember that Thrivology is spelled T H R I V E O L O G Y. It's your life. Time to live it. Uh-huh.